All right. Welcome back. We are 45 minutes late to start this morning on our end, but that's okay because we're having a great conversation. We pretty much did the whole podcast before we pressed record. We pre-unpacked it. We've packed yeah. it back up, and now we're going to unpack it once more Which for is you so guys. appropriate because we're heading into the Christmas season where <sighs> everyone should be packing things up and wrapping them up. Wrap it up, put a put nice little bow on it. Tree. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know you don't wrap, really. I do. Well, actually, I get you to wrap for... <laughs> I did do that for you last <laughs> yeah. year. Yeah. Every time I need to wrap something nice for my wife, I get yeah. Mike's help. I was at He's your a good house, friend. I remember, last year. You were, and yeah, you yeah, said, yeah. see those gifts under the tree? Could you just wrap those? <laughs> hey, real quick, can you just help me out over here? I love did wrapping. a great job. It's one of my favorite things about Christmas. Well, and this is what I've learned. You know what? There's never too much flair when it comes to wrapping a present. Go the extra mile. Take the, the scissors. Coil the little ribbon. Yeah. It looks great, and it's worth it. It's it just takes it. an extra second. It's just it's one way that you just show a little bit of love. I and if you can't do it yourself, find a really good friend yeah. who will come and help you walk through that. Yeah. Like sometimes Sam, my wife, wants to put gifts in a bag. She's like, just <sighs> put it in a bag. I was like, why would you put a gift in a bag? What is this, a birthday? Yeah. Well, yeah. it's just like <laughs> even at a birthday, just wrap it. You wrap just, on birthdays too, hey? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I have so many birthday wraps. I'm the king of tissue paper when it comes no, to birthdays. No, I don't want a gift bag. It, that says to me, you just bought it on your way here and you threw it in a oh, bag. Not entirely incorrect. That's what it feels like. <laughs> it's that and chips at a party. Chips at a party. I remember, wow, we're calling them out. I just don't like that. Yeah, because I do that also. Yeah. And <laughs> I recently was putting on a party. Yeah. And I bought chips for it. Right and you bought popcorn caramel and chips yeah, right yeah i bought like chicago mix and right, like chips and salsa yeah and my wife said to me wow this party must be the most basic thing you've ever done because you actually <laughs> bought chips because i won't let yeah. people put out chips don't put chips out at a party he doesn't love the a least good chip. you can do is like a croissant with some brie and cranberry oh, come on it. now come on now like at least that. i too was at that party and i was in charge of the charcuterie board it was your party job <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and i was in charge of the charcuterie board and so i just knowing like i wanted to class it up a little bit so i got three ziploc bags with bologna salami and pepperoni Mm-hmm. And then I had some wax encased, still wrapped in the plastic and in the netted bag of baby, bells. baby bell cheeses. Yeah. And then I had some, t- uh, what are they called? T- no, not taquitos. Tacitos? Yeah. Sure. Whatever those crackers are. Still sealed in the bag. And you just throw that on a plate because here's the thing. You didn't even throw it on a plate though, Josh. You left everything in the baggie. Yeah. I, and you okay. just put the baggies on the plate. Uh, yes, but I did it for your benefit. Here's the thing. It wasn't laziness on my part. Yes. I'm not wanting okay. to like, you know, eloquent right. it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. It was actually because I care that you have just the freshest little charcuterie the moment that you want it. You want to get that cracker? It's got to be firm. It can't be stale. You want that meat? Hey, guess what? It's still juicy. There's no flies humming around it. Cheese? It's still, it's triple wrapped right now. Net, plastic, and wax. Ain't nothing getting in there. That's That's me thinking of you. That's awful. That's me thinking of you. Yeah, so, but you did say you wanted the most basic party ever, so I got chips. I did. I got popcorn. Yeah, it was a great night. pizza. We played pool and we watched hockey. It was awesome. Yeah, I didn't know what was hot happening in the hockey but you were learning though no i didn't learn anything you even learned yet i just remember people kept yelling like oh that's the jefferson hit or that's the like <laughs> i don't know they were like doing replays of people is it called tackling smacking yeah just what hits it? yeah just hitting could people. be hip checks it could be 
and then you shoulder guys to shoulder. the names of these different hits. Oh, there's some famous hits. We're talking about the Paul Korea hits. You guys will know. We got to everybody just flood Mike and send him your favorite hockey hit. Okay. We're going to so. get him on board slowly but surely. Anyway, all that to say. Yeah. That's what we did. We un- unwrapped Sunday, unpacked it, then we packed it back up so that we could mm. arrive here. That's in where podcast. we started. Yeah. Right. I forgot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this Sunday, we were still in Romans chapter 8, and next Sunday, we will still be in Romans chapter 8. I am quite excited for next Sunday. Me too. To watch online. Yes. Because I will be away, but you are going to be preaching next week. I so am. I am preaching next week. It should be a good time. It's going to be a fun one. We also have baptisms next week, and we have our Christmas the around the world. Christmas around the world launch. Wow! Cannot wait. It's a big week. We're going to miss you. I'm going to miss being here. Yeah, but I will make a deal. I will. Tr- I will wear my baptism shirt. Oh, on Sunday, even Please. though I won't be here. We're going to need a selfie to confirm. Okay, dated. Yeah, and no timed. problem. I will maybe even call in live. I'll ask Julia. Can you know I call what? Let's throw you in live at the beginning of the that sermon. Be That'd fun. be very we'll funny. See what we can do. Yeah, we'll try to pull that off. Anyway, Julia made me a baptism shirt that like says "Got baptized?" with a question mark. Like on. got milk. <laughs> yeah. That's so good. Oh, that's a lie. Julia didn't make that. Maddie did. Oh, Maddie. Yeah. Right. Maddie's great too. Okay, break down Sunday for us. Well, Tell us what did we talk about? It's quite a chunky verse. So why don't I read the verse out and then I'll share maybe a few of the points. Um, so we're in Romans 8, verse 9 to start. It says, You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but are in the realm of the Spirit. If indeed the Spirit of God lives in you, and if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the Spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. Well read. Thank you. Now give us some of the points. (laughs) All right. So we talked about, I think the biggest kind of main central theme that we talked about is how um, today in our church, we often see, and this isn't just today, we've seen it throughout history even dated as far back as uh, in the Church of Ephesus, the contemporaries of the apostles. Um, We've seen kind of this idea that we have, you know, a sense of God, we have an understanding of God, but we don't have um, a presence of his power. We aren't allowing his power to come and to form our hearts, form our minds, change the way we think, change the way we treat people. Um, We aren't allowing him to move in power in our lives. And I've actually been thinking about this a lot too, in a little bit of a different sense, and how Sometimes we'll be praying and we'll be, you know, uh, so frustrated that we're not um, seeing a miracle. We're not seeing like a move of God for this thing that we've been petitioning him uh, time and time and time again over. Um, But on the flip side, we're also not doing anything that that would stretch our faith. We're not making room for any miracles to take Mm. place. We're not putting ourselves in situations where he can use us in, in terms of like evangelism. Like we aren't making the uncomfortable choice to go and talk to somebody and share our testimony. And, you know, what if I get shut down? What if I don't? But you have to go and talk to them and step out in faith in order to see if that miracle is going to take place. So there's kind of this idea that we can you know, mentally know God, know him in our hearts, and then not allow him to come and have his way to let the spirit form our 
our our hearts and change our actions and change the way that we depend on him. So we went into that a little bit this Sunday. We also talked about how there's this weird kind of balance of yes, you know, your your fleshly, your temporal, your earthly body will die. Everybody's does. You will still get sick. Um you know, it's not because you're sinning that you're now, now you have the flu or because you're sinning, you now are dealing with maybe a more serious health issue, but it's because your body itself belongs to the world of sin. It belongs to the flesh. So yes, your flesh will die. One and one die. Um, unless Jesus comes back first, you, you noted. Um, but the spirit actually belongs to Christ. And because you are in Christ, your eternal life, the life of your spirit, will not die. So there's this kind of, you know, wrestle. Sometimes we look at our circumstance and we're like, how can all these bad things be happening to me? Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've given my life to Christ. I've invited him in, but I'm still going through this storm with uh, my friends, my family, my own health. Um, how can this be happening? Mm-hmm. And so we, we dug into that a little bit as well. Mm-hmm. Um, am I missing anything? That was a great recap. A good recap? You okay, did it good. like in reverse of how we did it on Sunday. Did I? That was a really good I recap. I usually do that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we wrestled with a few of these things. And I think that um, even this idea of like our physical bodies uh, failing us mm-hmm. and fading away yeah. over time, but our spirits living forever with Christ and then made, like we're made perfect with him one day, living in perfect peace and eternal life with him. I think that that should give us so much hope yeah. and remind us like, even like as we walk out what it means to be a Christian in this world, that's going to be hard. And like, we're not going to get that perfect either, but one day there is perfection waiting for us mm-hmm. in which we won't suffer. We won't be striving. We won't be doing all these things. Yeah. And even though our physical bodies will die here, they will one day also the promises be restored. I love how that verse ends too. Um, will also give life to your mortal bodies mm-hmm. because of his spirit who lives in you. So, I mean, that refers to both, you know, how now this um, chain of, of sin uh, and chain of death has been broken so that we can choose freedom, so we can choose Christ. That's what we've talked about these last few weeks. Mm-hmm. But I think it also refers to our physical mortal bodies. We see when Jesus was restored, he was restored perfectly, mm-hmm. right? His physical body, he ate, he drank, he walked, he sweat, he whatever. Yeah. Um, and so too, the promise is that one day ours will as well. So it's not like this idea that the spirit is better than the body just because right. the body dies here and the spirit doesn't. Right. But actually, Actually, we one day will be yeah, fully we'll have restored. resurrected bodies. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And there's debate what that will actually look like. I mean, hopefully I'll look a bit better. I'm just hoping for yeah. like, I want to be three inches taller. If yeah, we can squeeze that be, in. You need to be. Yeah. I'm yeah. like 5'11 is yeah. the worst height to be because yeah. you're so close, but yeah. so far. <laughs> so, but yeah, Luke like too. A, yeah. Luke too. Yeah. <laughs> so we also, we had a beautiful time at the end of the service. Yeah, we did. We were just talking about being filled with the Holy Spirit and right. the point that Paul makes when he writes in a few different situations to the church in in Ephesus, directly to the pastor there, whose name is Timothy, Mm -hmm. and then to the church uh, where he sends a letter in the book of Ephesians. And we looked at both of those and how do we actually live this out, this new life that we've been given in the midst of a culture that really wants nothing to do with us, Mm -hmm. or maybe is just far too distracted and thinks that there are better things to be chasing than this thing called uh, Christianity or life in Christ or life in the spirit. Mm -hmm. Certainly our culture would say that today, right? Mm -hmm. That, um, that life in the spirit is inadequate. I would say our culture would come at us with that Mm. of like, um, 
okay, yeah, you can be a Christian. And if that's true for you, that's true for you. But also you need all of this stuff. Like mm-hmm. also you need to make a certain amount of money and be uh, super healthy and chase this kind of dream lifestyle and that right. and that and that. And, and commit to philanthropy, but only if you film it. And right. It on yeah. Instagram. Okay. Good yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there's all these like, you can have Jesus if that works for you. Right. But also all these other things. And mm. that has also infiltrated our church. Yeah, I and agree. And so Paul talks to Timothy about that when he says, you see, Timothy, in the last days, we will have these people who claim a form of godliness, but they deny right, its power, power to actually yeah. impact their lives. So instead, we become lovers of money. We become lovers of ourselves. We become boastful yeah. in the things that we do. We become rash in our decision making. And I think sometimes even the 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 primacy or primacy of um you know our characterization as christians falls beneath our commitment to these worldly things mm. like it's not just i'm a christian first but yes i also am seeking after you know the mansion and yes i'm also seeking after uh, the perfect uh wife and kids picture for the world and yes i'm also seeking after fame mm-hmm. but actually those things supersede our identity as as followers of christ mm-hmm. and so instead of having this like perspective that we view the world because those things aren't bad in and of themselves mm-hmm. right like you can yes i'm a follower of christ and i and i want to accrue amassings that i can point them towards him right that's also what paul says follow my example as i follow the example of christ that's okay we're called to be examples but we can't be using the name of christ in order for our our selfish desires to be fulfilled mm-hmm. um while we yeah, well, we really aren't following Christ in any genuine way where it becomes a secondary motivator. Right. And so the point that Paul is making, and I think that he's making uh, in Romans 8 when he talks about life in the spirit, and I think you'll address it because we actually have an obligation in light of all that we uh, have done. We're going to address peek. that next little week. sneak peek. So we're not going to go there. But Paul is saying that actually in light of this life in the spirit, we can actually live differently. In light of that, we should actually embrace the power of God that Paul's been talking about, this gospel, the power of God to set us free, but also to transform yeah. our lives, yeah. also to live different. Yeah, and you laid out a couple cool examples of like what this power of God can look like. Like that doesn't always have to be like, I know we were talking beforehand about like going into a season of revival. It can be that, that can be the power of God. But you also talked about some more practical ways that we see walking in the Holy Spirit. We see his power move in our life, like giving us peace in seasons where we shouldn't have it or giving us clarity and wisdom when we're, when we're come up against a decision that, you know, seems impossible to make. Right. So there are these more practical ways that we do experience this power of God. And so in his letter to the church in Ephesus, Paul says, instead of like, doing all that the world says and living in unwise ways instead of chasing the comforts of this world instead of that Mm -hmm. be filled with the holy spirit he continues after that passage if you keep reading it telling us how we can live that out like we can sing over each other in in psalms and hymns and we can how we can actually live that out right yeah um but the main point is that instead of chasing this world that we be filled with the holy spirit Mm. right and so that's what i talked about that that looks different yeah right and sometimes like in my life it looks profound right when i encounter the holy spirit sometimes you you cry Mm. sometimes you like we've had this especially in corporate gatherings yeah like sometimes like the weight of the holy spirit is so heavy you can't stand yeah right um sometimes you feel like you need to sit or i've been filled with laughter sometimes yeah all those kind of things and then oftentimes when I ask the Holy Spirit, fill me up, you know, it, it's more what you mm-hmm. were just saying. Mm-hmm. It's a peace mm-hmm. that suddenly comes upon me that passes understanding. Right. 
that this would make no sense for me to have peace right now, but I suddenly have a sound mind and I can focus on what God wants of me right now. Mm. It comes as joy in the midst of difficulty. I've seen that all over my life yeah. where you're experiencing difficulty, but the joy of the Lord is our strength in the, in those times, mm. right? It's like this thing that comes over us that, I mean, it's not happiness because happiness is dictated by our circumstance. Yeah. It's right? joy. It's deeper. It's yeah. So, so when you are in those moments, cause you also brought this up too, mm-hmm. of how, you know, we're human. So pretty much, all we do is compare ourselves to other people, hmm. um, our own talents, traits, circumstance, situation, whatever. We're constantly comparing ourselves to one another. And you mentioned this too. We're like, okay, yeah, I see, you know, I'm inviting the Holy Spirit, come and have your way, you know, come and fill me. And this guy's doing it too. But then this guy's being used for all these beautiful things. This guy's breaking down in tears. This guy's worshiping with his hands up in freedom and in joy. And I'm not feeling that experience of the Holy Spirit, whether it would be peace or whether it would be tears or whether it would be falling on my knees in conviction and repentance or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Could be any of these different ways that he reveals himself to you. Um, And then we kind of went into the reason of why you might not be feeling that, that, you know, there might be some areas of your life where you've actually blocked, either you've knowingly or unknowingly kind of blocked off access to, Mm -hmm. right? These, uh, I like the I like what you said. You're kind of using your arm as a example, and you're like, okay, yeah, maybe I'm filled with the Holy Spirit from you know bottom of my toes up to my chest, but this arm, I have this is an area of my life that I'm not letting him in, mm. right? I'm not fully uh, filled with the Holy Spirit in this region of my life. And so, what is our encouragement? What are we supposed to do when the Holy Spirit reveals to us this area that we have been? Um, yeah, keeping him from, mm-hmm. blocking him away from. Well, as believers, we would know that our minds are now governed by the Spirit. And so the the Holy Spirit would uh, reveal those things to us. And then we walk in, I think, a spirit of repentance and of allowing God, like we've said the last couple of weeks, this dominion that he deserves to have in our life. Yeah. So God, I'm, you know, I'm sorry mm-hmm. that I haven't let you in there. I think that we have to understand that it's not comfortable and we might not really want to, like in our flesh. Yeah. Paul talks about that, right? Romans chapter seven, you know, there's this battlefield that happens in our mind, but because we're a new creation in Christ, we can submit it to him. Whereas before I was like, there was no way I was ever going to let God Mm -hmm, there. mm -hmm. But now because of the spirit alive in me, I'm going to, even though it's not easy. Yeah. Even before we started recording, we were talking Mm -hmm. about the verse that says, work out your salvation every day with fear and with trembling yeah right like it sometimes is terrifying to come before god right and to give him these areas of my life that i would much rather keep hidden or keep control of but then you will never be full of the holy spirit and you'll never be free of of those things those things you've changed yourself to and so i just i guess that's my encouragement to the church it's like to be governed by the flesh would be to say like god you don't get to touch that part of my life or you don't get to control that that's who i am or whatever but to be governed by the spirit would mean like god despite the discomfort i know that like your grace is sufficient for me as i hand this over to you yeah so come and fill even this hard scary area of my life yeah Mm. And, and it's kind of crazy the way that God sometimes brings those things up. Sometimes they come up readily, like when we approach God and we say, hey, God, fill me up, or we're in a worship service, or we hear a word or mm-hmm. something. And other times, like, God has to kind of rip these areas of yeah. our life up to the surface, mm-hmm. right? Maybe someone confronts you about something. Yeah. Or, 
you know, something that you wish people never knew comes to the surface. And then you're mm. like, okay, okay. So God, you get to have that. You get to have that. Mm. That's, that's a sign that you're walking with Jesus. That's a sign that you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking of even kind of the, a couple ways that we've seen the Holy Spirit come in convict instantly or come and move instantly biblically and then maybe we can share some from our own lives mm. as well but we talked also about like um the conversion of saul to paul like mm. right how how powerful that was not only knocked off his horse but blinded um that's uh, it's funny because he takes away his sight as he reveals the truth to him you know mm. oh, classic little god style right <laughs> <laughs> it won't always be that poetic <laughs> right. but we get this beautiful um yeah, picture of, of what that instant, um, miraculous, complete transformation as the Holy Spirit fills him, right? But then we also see like the story of Peter, where there's this guy who's the first one to call Jesus for who he is, you know, the Savior and the Messiah that we've been waiting for all this time. Um, but then he also falls back into, you know, old fleshly worldly thinking patterns. And he... Um, he ends up being called the adversary or the accuser by Jesus as get behind me. Um so we kind of have these, it's a very clear example. Yes, Paul, you are filled with the Holy Spirit. Boom, there is this moment that we read about. It's beautiful. And then the rest of your walk, according to the Bible, we see you constantly laying it down. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm sure there's some stuff in his life that he had to work out as mm -hmm. well. But Peter, we see people taking these steps, 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 steps. And then we even get to when he denies Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. um, denies him three times. Uh, and there's like, this moment where Peter's like, okay, I've, I know who you are, Jesus. The Holy Spirit hasn't come yet because it's not Pentecost, but I know who you are, Jesus. I know the power. I've seen all these beautiful miracles. I've seen you expel demons. I've seen you raise people from the dead. I've seen you feed thousands of people. I know you are God, but still there's this one part of my you know, body that I've uh, excluded from your Holy Spirit to come and allow... Um, or at that time, it would have been Christ, the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ. But there's this one area of my heart, area of my mind that I have blocked you off from, from transforming, right? But what does Jesus do in that situation? He doesn't, um, like, condemn Peter for that. He, we read in the end of the book of John that they have this beautiful moment of reconciliation, of restoration, mm -hmm. where, where Peter basically says, you know what, I'm going to take that area where I, I still cared more about what the world thought. I still cared more about fleshly rules and man-made rules than I did about the life in the spirit. And, and that was wrong of me. So now that I've uh, been illuminated to that with a heart of repentance, I'm going to lay that down and I'm going to give everything to you, right? And then how does God react? He, he, he chooses Peter to establish a church. So, Well, it, I think like we're hitting on something that's super important that we also talked about on Sunday is like all... I think often, especially in the charismatic circles, we lean so heavily into this moment in which we are filled with the Holy Spirit. That does happen. Yeah. Right? We see that with Paul. But we also see with Paul that he has this constant laying down of this thorn in his flesh that he can never really seem to get over, but he always has to lay it down before God. Mm -hmm. Like there's something about him that's always nagging at him. Mm -hmm. And I think like we have to remember what we talked about on Sunday is that there's this constant infilling of the Holy Spirit where we're constantly like laying down all that's within us. You love the word like emptying ourselves and instead <laughs> yeah. being filled with the Holy Spirit. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so 
I guess that's another encouragement if people are listening. It's like, oh, I screwed it up or I messed mm-hmm. it up again. Or, yeah. you know, God is showing me again another area where I need to be filled with the Holy Spirit or allow the Holy Spirit in. And it's like, then just do it. Yeah. Right? It's a constant infilling of the Peter Holy did. Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. It's mm-hmm. just, and then again tomorrow and the next day. Well, because we see the the other side of that too is the Judas story, right? Where it's, he does the exact same thing Peter does. He denies Jesus, but then instead of walking in, in repentance, he allows the, the shame of his own decision to continue to drive him into severing his relationship with God for eternity. So, like, we always have this option, and yes, they both sinned. Yes, they both spent all this time with Jesus. Yes, you and I get to walk with the Holy Spirit today, the power of Christ actually living within us. And yes, we both will sin too. But how are we going to respond to that? How are we going to react to that? Are we going to fold in it in shame and in self pity? And or are we going to be vulnerable? Are we going to be mm-hmm. uh, honest? And are we going to hold each other up as we walk in repentance? ultimately towards the the prize which is our you know our inheritance which we'll also get into in the next few weeks right because all of this is in light of what god has done for yes. us so now we live according to the spirit right yeah that's how so that's starts. what we do and like and that's what, how paul is talking when he writes to the church in ephesus too he's saying like because you've been redeemed and set free and made holy in yeah. Christ, now live different, even in the midst of this difficult, That's difficult it. culture, right? You're not in the realm of flesh, you're in the realm of the spirit. Yeah, and yeah. So, so then be filled with the spirit yeah. constantly, right? Right, And so maybe we'll end on this point, is like maybe you can even pray for mm-hmm. people who are listening, is that I think in our life we could literally stop sometimes what we're doing and just say, Holy Spirit, just fill me for this task at hand. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I think of meetings that I've been in where you know you went in just with your own agenda versus when you go in and you're like, Holy Spirit, lead me and guide me. Fill me up, transform my mind, prepare me for what is ahead. Yeah, Those are two totally different situations. Yeah. Right? And so maybe we can just even, yeah, pray Let's that over our church. Yeah. You can go ahead. Father, we thank you for the way that you are speaking to us as a church and as a body, and thank you for the timelessness of of your word um, as it was revealed through Paul and as it was written by your Holy Spirit, who, um, yeah, the same truth that that was so relevant and so powerful and so transformative um, back then is is no doubt just as powerful and just as transformative today. And, and so, Father, for each and every one of us who are kind of struggling through this right now of maybe we, uh, through hearing this sermon, we felt the conviction of your Holy Spirit and, and you've revealed to us areas of our lives that we haven't fully given to you or fully let you into. Um, we just invite you, Holy Spirit, would you come and have your way? Would we be, all of us, would there not be any shame, any judgment? Um, would there not be any uh, pride or superiority complex? But would we all, as equal sinners, all in need of your, self, of your saving grace, um, would we walk in, in repentance and would we seek your Holy Spirit in each and every moment, each and every day, um, each and every decision, just inviting you uh, to come and fill us. So yeah, even right now, I don't know where, where everybody's at who's listening to this right now, but maybe if we, if we can just take a moment and you guys can pray this out too, we'll just pray together as we close today. Holy Spirit, would you come? Would you fill me in this moment? Would you have your way in my heart, in my mind, in my soul, and in my strength? I want to love you with everything I am, and I want to give every area of my life to you. In your name we pray. 
Amen. Amen.